Hello, everybody. Welcome today to our Keyforge podcast, uh, episode one of the pilot for the Keys to ESP. Um, I am John. Uh, nice to meet you all. Um, I'm joined by other members of Team ESP. Uh, and here we're going to be discussing a little bit about our experiences with Keyforge, uh, the game, the card game, and some uh, sharing some tips along the way and uh, hopefully some experiences as well, and to introduce you all to a wonderful game that has built, uh, that we've built a community around uh, in the GTA in the Toronto area. Um, so hopefully you can join us uh, as we go along today uh, and discuss with each other uh, to learn more about Keyforge and a little bit about us as well. So um, I have three other members here along with myself. Uh, let's start in alpha order let's go with uh benson uh would you like to introduce yourself real quick hi um my account name is chaos chrono um but i'm pretty new to the tabletop scene haven't really had any experiences with tabletop gaming prior to joining this well being introduced to this game by john um and playing keyforge a bit more competitively over the last year um to give I guess my main experiences uh, prior to this was as a kid, the Pokemon card trading card game, um, Yu-Gi-Oh, things like that, uh, but only dabbled, never played competitively. Um, and in terms of my like experience with Keyforge, uh, best ranking, I guess, highest level competition was during the Canadian Grand Championships back in uh, September of 2019. Um, was able and lucky enough to make it top four. Uh, that was quite the rush, and other than that, that's my only real experience. So, yeah, thanks for having me, and we move on to the next person. Cool, Dennis. Hi, like uh, <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Dennis. Uh, In-game name is DC Trace, uh, D C T R E Y S. Um, my experience with Keyforge or any tabletop games is none whatsoever ever i was lucky enough to be introduced to the game by these guys right here john um we went on a trip together and then over the weekend this guy is like here play this game take this deck we'll teach you how to play it and i had no idea what the heck i was doing then after that like after the trip i literally looked into it and that's how it all started um as far as competitive game plays um the highest level I placed at is going to be Prime's Championship in Ottawa. Um, that was about top four. It was a long day. Literally from like eight to like eight. Last game, I literally just, it was gone. I died. But it was great. Great games. Good people. It was fun. Um, I want to say favorite house is probably going to be Shadows just because stealing. Only main reason. Nice. All right. Uh, and not to, you know, uh, not the last one, but uh, one of our final guys, uh, Josh. You want to share a little bit about yourself? Nah. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Josh. You can call me Joe Dobby. I have a YouTube channel. That's J-O-D-D-O-B-I-K-F. Um, I've been playing Keyforge for a little over a year now. It was introduced to me by one of my friends, and he's been really he, like we play board games once a month, and for about two to three months, he kept introducing Keyforge. We just weren't into it, and then 
the third third time was a charm. You know, I haven't looked back since, and I've had so much fun playing the game. My favorite house, hands down, is Shadows. I love the theme, the stealing, the roguish-like plays. And, you know, my favorite house combination is Shadows, Star Alliance, and Saurians. Um, major tournaments I've participated in were the Grand Champs in Toronto. Uh, placed far enough to get fancy metal keys. I think that was top 16. Um, but the best experience I had was in my first Vault Tour at Albany. I think that was in February or January. And I managed to place top 32 out of 150 players. So that was a lot of fun. Lots of memories made and lots of loot brought back. So, you know, um, hopefully when this COVID stuff is over, you'll be able to see me at other Vault Tours and locals. You know, don't hesitate to say hi. Awesome. And then uh, I guess for me, for myself, I guess, uh, just to throw myself out there, since everyone's repping their names and everything, my in-game name is uh, Stormy Knight. Um, so for me, I come from a board game background, um, but I have had experiences with other Fantasy Flight OP events uh, and other games with uh, such as X-Wing, the miniatures game, uh, a little bit of Destiny, Star Wars Destiny is a little bit of card game, um, but um, the one I've dug deepest into and actually traveled like the farthest for is Keyforge. Um, so myself, um, for me, I was lucky enough to actually hang out with these guys, these other three guys, through all the thick and thins. Uh, been to Grand Championships. I got top eight, which was a fun experience. Maybe we'll share some of that later on or in other episodes or something. Uh, and then also uh, I was able to match uh, Josh there at Albany, the Vault Tour, uh, within the top 32 as well. So, um, I mean, we aren't the best players, but for sure, I mean, I'm not the best player here uh, for sure. But uh, I share a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts with these guys, saying that Keyforge, the community base, is amazing. That's one of the reasons why we're actually even uh, wanting to put out a podcast like this to share our love of the game uh, and to hopefully share some of that love with uh, everyone that's listening uh, to this podcast as well. So, um, before we jump in any further, what are your biggest thoughts, guys? I'm just uh, throwing it out there. What's something new that you guys uh, had experience in Keyforge and say let's uh, last month or so? Even amongst this, uh, you know, COVID pandemic and everything, everyone's kind of hurting. But uh, what are some cool things you guys seen so far uh, in the month? Or have you even played Keyforge in the last month? And if so, how? Where? <laughs> let's go with uh, Dennis. What do you, where, where have you been playing? I know you do a lot of involvement with Keyforge. So where do you play? What have you been doing, man? Um... So just general stuff about Keyforge, I open a lot of decks, not gonna lie. Just humble brag, but I recently got number one ranking in decks of Keyforge with decks amount of decks owned. Anyway. So so decks of Keyforge, real quick, decks of Keyforge. For those who don't know what decks of Keyforge is, what is that? Since you're rank one, you want to explain real quick <laughs> decks of Keyforge? It's where people rate the amount of how good, quote-unquote, how good decks are by giving them a numeric value. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all ranking system of Keyfor uh, decks uh, in Keyforge. It's more like a quick evaluation of how the decks should run. Once again, it's not the end-all, be-all of how decks, how good decks are. Right? Fair enough. I actually want to caveat that when Dennis did mention how good it is, he was putting up air quotes straight up. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, so I open a lot of decks um, as far as we've been playing. Not gonna lie, lucky enough, I have these guys to be able to create our own little bubble. To be able to play once a week at least, either in person or online. Just so that we can keep up with the game, just because like we said, we all love it. Um, during this pandemic, it was really tough on all our locals because we don't play as much ever, actually. So lucky enough, we've created this bubble to be able to just practice, play, still be in touch of the game. Uh, as far as something new, definitely from start of Call of the Archons to set four, which is Mass Mutation, there's a big shift, big shift. That's the biggest thing I've noticed in Geforge. Awesome, man. Josh, you got uh, you got anything in the last month with Keyforge, or have you even played any Keyforge? Yeah, um, I've played quite a bit of Keyforge with you guys. Uh, you know, partly in person, part remotely, and yeah, you know, to just second everything that Dennis has said. One of the great things about this game is that it is ever evolving, um, not just within the set as far as the number of unique decks that you could ever open in the same set, but also um, as the new sets start to release, we learn new cards, new mechanics, and I just love the fact that you can play sets again, you can pin sets against each other, and it should still be a lot of fun. I think that is what is super awesome and what I've been thinking about lately about people. Awesome. And Benson, you got anything? Yeah, um, since we've all been essentially playing each other during the last month, our main experiences are with each other. Uh, so yeah, just everything that they've said and um, to add on is the beauty in finding new combos every single time you come across the game. Um, so really like today or yesterday, just seeing posts on the Keyforge group on Facebook, right? Um, something that didn't cross my mind prior to that was... If you had Pincerator, which deals damage to flank creatures on everybody's turn, and if you have a bunch of Brabbles, you play it down, takes one damage, and on the opponent's turn, it dies. And so they are guaranteed to lose three Amber with that Brabble. They're forced into it, essentially. So things like that that like I didn't think about before. Um, so I think that that, uh, that discovery, um, just between different plays... From cracking new decks, finding out what does this deck have to offer. All that is always feeling new and fresh with this game, so that's one of the most attractive parts of it, I think. Uh, but yeah, that's what's been going on. Yeah, so for myself, I mean, in terms of playing Keyforge, I haven't been playing a whole lot lately, um, but I have been keeping up with news and uh, in terms of different... Uh, yeah, just news, I guess, in terms of the Reddit site. Um, or different uh, Facebook groups, um, just seeing the community kind of talk about and harp up about different things they've experienced. So that's how I kind of keep in touch with the community um, without actually playing uh, actual games. Um, but in terms of the most recent thing that I've learned uh, that I did play a little bit was the uh, Snoret and... Um, not Snoret, sorry. Um, the Snudge and Infernus combo. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty cool. Like, I didn't realize it. Uh, yeah, like, just to reiterate, right? Like, I had this deck that had them both um, had Snudge and uh, Infernus together. Mm. And I didn't really realize that combo that you can pull off with, like, playing, like, if you had uh, Snudge already down, you can basically Infernus twice, which is actually pretty trippy. 
um, and just little, little like things you find. I think these are little gems that you find in every deck, and it's kind of fun to actually just find out, figure out the puzzle. And uh, even old decks that you might have like sitting around, like you know, I find out new things all the time uh, whenever I do crack them open with these guys. So in terms of um, yeah, so I mean, as we can see so far, like Keyforge has a lot of different alleyways, and uh, as we go on through these episodes, we're going to cover all sorts of topics and to introduce all sorts of different uh, main ideas um, that we'll focus on on each different episode. So um, for sure, you know, come back, uh, read, this, read the show notes, if anything, to figure out, you know, what topic we'll be covering, but we'll have little uh, snippets as we move on in these uh, various podcasts that we're doing. Um, so first off, or uh, as we go on, let's see, um, as we wanted to cover a few topics uh, with this initial episode, one of the biggest things is um, in this time frame, if you were someone to even start Keyforge, like, what would we be doing? Like, what would you need to do to, say, get into the game? Um, you know, uh, this is one of our two topics we're going to be discussing today. Um, so any of you guys have any thoughts on something, uh, you know, if you're a new newcomer into the game currently, uh, what should they do? Um, should we, you know, should they buy everything? Should they go for something called like a starter set? Should they get the sleeves? Should they get, you know, FFG loves to spoil us with all these different, uh, different, uh, packages and Archon decks and deluxe Archon decks. So like if someone was coming in, what should they do? Anyone want to jump in and give the first shot? I'll jump in. Um, if you are a new player just getting into the game and you're unsure of what to get uh start with the latest set right um and if you're debating between getting just one loose deck or a starter kit i would get a starter kit because it comes with the tokens and it comes with two decks so not only will you be able to get two absolutely unique decks but you'll be able to share the other one with a friend and you'll be able to find someone to play with um while you know there are restrictions on being able to visit your locals, for example. It's a good way to learn the card pool as well. It's a good way to get access to twice the amount of tokens that you would get. Um, and you'll be able to enjoy the game for what it is. Ultimately, this game is supposed to be fun. And being able to just play it out really is is just play it out. Um, just enjoy it for like whatever cards you get. Play around with the interactions and, and have fun. Yeah, so Josh, in terms of the starter kit, though, what if someone, like, they see it on the shelf and they... I do know there are different starter kits, right? Like, which one are you recommending? I've been saying it's, like, the two-player starter kit, right? Yes, yeah, sorry, to be specific, because I know there's a deluxe deck that comes for... It's, like, a one-player kit. So I would get the two-player starter kit. Doesn't matter know? which set? Um, I would get Mass Mutation, which is the latest set. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, in terms of uh, starter kits, uh, I think those are a great way to go in. It gives you all the pieces. Um, I think the Worlds Collide, they also had this premium deluxe box thing that they were touting. I actually think you should not be going for that. Just make sure you don't get that because it doesn't come with necessarily everything to get started. Uh, but it's something good to get once you get a couple decks in, I think, at least. right? Uh, that's the premium box that Worlds Collide introduced, so... Uh, and that's the third set, I believe. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so many different uh, components and things that you want to get, right? Um, do you, I mean, in terms of, aside from that, is there anything else they should get? Sleeves, should they get uh, tokens? Like, there's all these other things on, like, Etsy, all these, like, third-party um, producers, you know? Like, what are some other, any if anything, that people should get aside from that starter kit? Uh, as somebody with uh, incredibly sweaty hands, definitely get sleeves. Uh, <laughs> um, you don't want to destroy your own deck just from a little bit of gameplay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. card quality isn't terrible, but um, it's nice to always, you know, if you do find something really nice or a deck you maybe open up, maybe it's the first deck you're opening. I mean, when I played it, I sleeved it even though it was my first deck. Uh, when I when I started it because it was just something for nostalgia purposes. It's kind of like your first foray. If you do actually enjoy the game, it's kind of nice to have that one deck. Be like, yeah, this was the deck I have. I still have it, and um, and it's just something to protect it. I mean, it's I mean the card quality is not terrible. It's not like if you don't sleeve it the first game, it's gonna get destroyed or anything. But um, I think yeah, getting sleeves is a good thing. Um, you don't have to. It doesn't have to necessarily be the expensive stuff at all. Some some penny sleeves might work as well, just to protect things. Yep. Yeah, and uh, if I can add on to that, Keyforge is a unique deck game, so you really don't want to lose a card or damage a card uh, where to the point of uh, no return. <laughs> so sleeve your decks for cheap, and most of these de these sleeves will usually last you quite a bit, and you'll be able to protect your deck. Mm -hmm. uh, to add on to what all these guys have been uh, covered. Um, Anything to add on to it, like let's say premium sleeves or like metal tokens, stuff like that, those are not super necessary. I starting out with Keyforge being the first tabletop game I played, I got like I got through with like minimum sleeves. Pretty sure John gave me my first set of sleeves ever. And it was fine. I had like the cardboard tokens. I sometimes I even made my own. It was enough. What I what we're what I'm trying to say is just that it's not super necessary. But as I got onto the game, I obviously wanted more premium stuff. So that's when I started hunting for those type of things. And if you're just starting out, you don't need to spend a lot of money. That's the beauty of Keyforge. Get one deck, you're in the game. That's all you needed, really. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because even, even, I mean, the starter deck is good. Or starter, sorry, the starter set is good. You get two decks and a bunch, and the necessary tokens and stuff. But even then, if you don't do that, you could technically just buy a deck, as Dennis said, and then... For all the other tokens and even the rule book you can get off the internet, right? So if you're trying to play Keyforge on a budget, literally just spend the ten, fifteen dollars, um, just get a deck, right? And then all the other tokens you can proxy them um, with your buddies uh, at a home uh, playing casual. Any of that stuff, just scraps of paper and stuff like that. Even then, like I've done that actually before, where it's like, hey, I'm trying to teach somebody and I didn't have my tokens with me, I pulled out like you know business cards and i was like i'm gonna forge business cards right and just like a bunch of coins just you know all these like dimes are damage or whatever and you just use that i think it's a great way to play um keyforge on a budget i think that's one of the beauties of this game yeah you can definitely get anybody into it on that note i'll just share my first set of keys were tdc metro passes with varying colors it was great <laughs> I remember um, those. Those are like they're all like shiny and stuff. Or they had a little metal barcode in the middle. Yeah, it's like reflective. And when he flips it over, like oh my gosh, <laughs> so pretty. Yep. And just to put it out there, there's actually um, the, I would say it depends on what level you want to get yourself involved with for Keyforge. So 
at the start, definitely everything everybody else has said so far is exactly right. Um, afterwards, then it's a matter of how competitive do you want to get into the game? Or, or if uh, you know yourself, if you know you're the type to become very competitive, or you know that, oh, you just want to keep it casual, or you love certain aspects of the game, um, there are other opportunities that you could capitalize on given the state of how things are these days. Um, so one example I would give, because recently I did make a sale, um, so yeah, potentially shameless plug here, but um, essentially I did find two new players and all they wanted to get was a broad experience of the game. So to get into the game, if know how uh, the first three sets worked on top of Mass Mutation being the fourth. Uh, so I offer like, because people like me or Dennis and anybody who's bought a lot of decks, we have a lot of decks sitting around. They're not the super competitive decks, but they will give you a preview of how different sets and different combinations work in different sets that have been released. So um, with those opportunities, you could buy decks for dirt cheap in comparison to even in-store for a brand new deck, right? So again, it depends on your competitiveness level. If you are going to try to become more competitive or that's in your nature, then definitely stay away from that. Go maybe even look at the secondary market that's online. Uh, depending on how the state of affairs is, you could find something really good for really cheap. So uh, that suits your playstyle as well. So like all these things are things to take into consideration over time. Like when you first get into the game, don't worry about any of that. Just pick up something and play with it. Find out what you love about the game. And then once you know where you want to go, you can run with it. And there are all these other side opportunities. So get involved with the community and uh, join us on like uh, the Keyforge uh Facebook group as a whole, uh, where the entire community worldwide join, is involved with, uh, or the buy and sell group, if you're looking to find some of these products that are available, things like that. And yeah, um, just a little addition there. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, Benson, I mean, you bring it, you bring up a really good point. Like, what if you start uh, playing already, or you just got you got your feet wet, right? So what else? What else is there? And even then, like with this point, in time um, a lot of stores uh, may or may not be open um, they might have fewer events than normal um, so what might we want to do in terms of to get involved or even stay involved right uh, with the local community I mean we briefly mentioned at the start of this you know we're four guys and we you know we've prior to this we've been doing some events uh, with Keyforge been involved with the community a bit but now that you know there are lockdowns in certain places um, people might not be able to get out to a store to actually play in an event. Stores might not be hosting events. Like, what can we do? Um, you guys got any recommendations? I mean, for us, uh, four guys, you know, we actually set it up like a, you know, a game night just for us. And we ended up buying a display and had our little bubble. Um, and then we did our own little game night where we split one display amongst us uh, and, and another buddy of ours, right? We just held a little mini tournament for ourselves. Um, just to stay involved, get together to play. Um, so I guess mini mini game night tournaments uh, amongst some friends, uh, if able, right, if possible, to get together as as a bubble kind of thing. Uh, that's one way to get stay involved. I think. Um, I don't know, like what else you guys got uh, off the top of your heads? Like what have you or what else have you guys been doing aside from our group things to stay involved? So I've actually got a few suggestions for that, um, and you know. There's a lot of resources online. So Decks of Keyforge might be a place to get your deck uh, evaluated, but it's also a good way to learn all the cards um, from the card pool. 
So if you're someone who just likes to look at pretty things like cards, gaming cards, then Decks of Keyforge is the way to go. Um, you can use that website to learn the card pool if you don't want to buy decks from the previous sets, right? Um, another thing that you can do is you can get on the Crucible Online or TCO. It's a place where you can play online with Keyforge players from around the world. And the community is generally very friendly um, and very nice. So you really don't need to hesitate and ask questions in the middle of the game um, in order to learn. You know, I know that some new players might be really, really into it. They try to get everyone they know into it, but everyone's going to have different interest levels. So this TCO is a good way to 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 maintain active play um, despite the current situation right now, like the whole pandemic. Um, that said, you know, join the KeyForge Facebook group. That's where all the news resources come out. Um, they're up, it, things update every day. So yeah, join and don't hesitate. That's all I got to say. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's another thing too. I mean, if, yeah, I feel like getting involved, just getting out there to figure out resources is a great way to understand the game. Um, you know, there's, is the, the first step we can definitely go to FFG, uh, and read up the rules. Um, there are some facts, there are some changes in that. But uh, as well, when you're online, I think you, uh, without playing, just reading up things. Um, for me, it's Reddit, keeping up with that. Um, under Keyforge, Red, uh, subreddit Keyforge game, a lot of people post uh, rules questions and community there. I think that's, that's the global kind of community is, is there present. Um, and then also Facebook groups. Um, I believe there are Facebook groups all over the place, um, like a regional Facebook group uh, just for Keyforge. There's one definitely for the overall game as a global community. It uh, might be a little more daunting to jump into that, but I know in our area um, there's there's a, a Keyforge group there where all the local players kind of post up things, uh, news, and have discussions there too. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you know being able to connect at the local level is a great idea. So being able to join those communities, I think, uh, keeps uh, at least keeps me involved. Uh, and to learn about new things as well. Yeah, on that note, what I wanted to add on is just like, I just want to say, I just want to say that Keyforge should be a, a secondary thing to what our primary thing is right now, which is the pandemic. So keep your keep yourself and your family safe. So if you don't have to play, um, I would say don't. But if you really want to, you're really itching, reach out to your local group, to the people you've been playing with, Post something up, let's say, maybe we can meet up at a park outside, create your own small bubble just so that you can play. Because I know for a fact that I don't like playing online in the, the Crucible online. It's great, but I want to be able to use the, I guess, have the feel, the dexterity of, like, shuffling cards, playing against somebody, stuff like that. Um, but like I said, we've been lucky enough to have a little bubble that we can keep playing on. Um, just reach out to your local groups to see if anybody's interested. But like I said, safety first for sure. Yep. One last thing would be, as everybody else has mentioned, there's a bunch of resources online. So on top of like places to play, um, events online and things like that, there's also media, right? Um, you can find any type of media regarding Keyforge anywhere on YouTube. Um, if opening decks is your thing and that you love it, the discovery aspect of that, there's a bunch of different YouTubers that are doing that right now. Joe Dobby here, Josh here is doing just that. 
um, if you want gameplay videos, you can get that and see like you know how different sets have played in a more competitive level if you want to learn about that. Um, all of those various videos, even um, discussions on play tactics and things like that, if you really want to dive deep, you can find that as well. And it's another great way to interact with the game itself and just get deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of that, that's a great point. In terms of media, you mentioned too, Benson. I think that, um, I mean, if you're, you know, a lot of people I've seen online, just in the communities, people are saying like Keyforge is dead in their area. Like they're unable to, you know, get out to a store. There are some, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult. But at the same time, I think with media, um, you can definitely hit up your friends. Uh, if you guys got a webcam, like straight up, man, just point that webcam down um, onto the table. And, uh, you know, you can do Google Meets or something and be able to actually play uh, a game uh, through like a, a Google call or a Zoom call or something. Um, I've tried that a couple of times. It's actually pretty fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might have a couple more questions, be like, hey, what's that card again? But, you know, as long as you can still be able to play the game and you still get that card feel, right, um, that Dennis was mentioning um, without having to, you know, click some buttons or something. I think that's a great, I think it's it's a, it's it's like a, not, it might be a Band-Aid in this current situation, but it still gives you that feel of actually shuffling a deck, being able to actually uh, play some cards out and to, you know, keep, uh, you know, put, move some tokens around and, and you get those occasional like, oh, shoot, I forgot something, right? But that's the that's the feel you get when you play in, in actual person, I think. That's the beauty of the games, right? Being able to just communicate through through a medium. Um, I, I think through, uh, through webcam games, a little bit more effort, but... I think you get a bit more of that feel as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all right. So, I mean, yeah, we, we figured out how to, how, we briefly mentioned how we're going to like keep, you know, ourselves involved. But if you wanted to maybe grab a buddy or something, like aside from, you know, calling them up and setting up some games, is there any other like things you think you can use to get other people involved at this point in time? Um, even though like it's hard to build a community uh, with this current pandemic and to play the game, is there any other ways to, like get people involved? I know that uh, Josh, you you run with like you run a community before you know this whole pandemic thing. You know you're kind of like the head of one of those little communities up here in uh, the GTA Toronto area. So like, how about now? What, have you been doing anything special in terms of uh, reaching out to your members and stuff? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, you know. I've been focused on really trying to deliver content to Keyforge players, and hopefully that trickles down to my little community. I know that um, we're still playing, just not with each other as far as Keyforge because we can't actually go to the locals. But one of the things that you know I like to do is form a group, like a like a chat group, maybe on WhatsApp or or on Discord in order to kind of keep everyone's spirits up, keep sharing content with regards to the game, information, um, funny interactions, you know. Keyforge is a very great game in a sense that, you know, each game will tell a story. Uh, There's going to be very unique interactions that sometimes are really funny, sometimes are really cheese. um, And, you know, having that little group to share it with will ensure that you guys keep bleeding Ember. (laughs) You know, that love of the game stays there and it stays fun. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so do you actually like play right now with with the members at all? Or you mentioned, you know, you guys don't really play or keep discussions. Like, how how do you guys kind of get through with other people? Yeah, so um, I work closely with the store manager of where I play, and he usually pitches Keyforge to anyone looking for a new board game or card game. And then uh, I, I always kind of offer myself up for whenever someone would like to learn the game, obviously socially distant. Um, but I'm always willing to teach. As far as my actual established community, we haven't played the game um, in person uh, remotely. Sure, yeah, through TCO. Once again, the Crucible Online is a great place to play. Um, but usually it's more so just checking in with the members, you know, asking them if they've played. And for the most part, they have. They have their own bubble. And by mm-hmm. now, they have at least a few decks to share uh, the game with other people, and and that's what's been happening so far. So it's pretty good. Okay, so 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 the, your community there has been establishing their own little bubbles as well, then, huh? Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so kind of like what we we've been doing with at least with our group of guys. There's there's yeah. other people popping up uh, doing their own thing as well. Yeah, and it, it's all about maintaining that that hype, right? Because there is a new set already announced for February and. And it'd be nice to keep playing, to stay interested until until that launch. And um, this new set, Mass Mutation, is is a great place to start for you guys. I started with Age of Ascension, and the community has said a lot of things about Age of Ascension. Um, but I personally really like the set because that's where I started. But you guys are extremely lucky because if you are starting with Mass Mutation, you get basically very up-to-date interactions with regards to warding, um, purging, all that stuff. So you're up-to-date with all the interactions and how the game should play. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, we've explored so many different ways to, like, stay involved and such. Um, But for sure, you know, being able to play the game, I think, is the whole point of Keyforge, right? Just being able to actually, you know, forge keys and be able to, you know, play the game um i think everyone's brought up you know uh multiple options to how to play the game um but i mean if you're able to actually get to a store i think uh you know for sure make sure you know as as dennis mentioned you know make sure you stay safe but if you are comfortable going into a store if a store is holding an event um i think there are you know uh there are you know for sure follow the store's guidance in terms of how to you know social distance uh make sure you know you 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 sit proper tables, etc. Um, but I think uh, I mean I haven't played in store at all, really. Have you guys played at any stores, um, like an actual location, um, recently at all? Not at all. Nope. Not at all. No. Um, Josh, you also play at another store. I know you play there. Has you mentioned that you know you work with the manager there? Have you were you able to play at the store at all? Like no, one- I'm still still waiting on the opportunity. Um, luckily, you know, Ontario, like where we, where we are is putting very strict measures as far as COVID's concerned, but it's a little unlucky for us card game players that just want to hit up a local and run some games, mm-hmm. right? So the short answer is no, but the long answer is eventually, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, reaching out to a couple people in the state side, um, that have been playing at, at stores. They Luckily for them, they they've opened up. Uh, a couple states uh, were able to open up and have events. Um, but I think a lot of the times they did mention, you know, 
make sure you follow the guidance from the stores um, and, you know, use your own tokens, right, kind of thing. Um, and, you know, uh, the etiquette, I think, uh, right now is to, like, don't touch other people's uh, amber and stuff like that. So when you do capture or something, you know, you just kind of, like, tell them, hey, remove it, remove it off of their pool, but you use your own tokens and put it on your own creatures and stuff like that. Um I mean, I think when you're interacting with uh, other people and then, you know, giving like a fist bump or an elbow bump or something um, instead of handshakes, I think that's that's a pretty big thing. But um, stay safe out there, guys. I think uh, being able to follow uh, other players in the community, I mean, I'm for sure everyone's super friendly. And when you do meet them in store, uh, I'm pretty sure if you just tell them, hey, like, I'm new to this. How do you do this? Everyone's more than uh, happy to, you know, show show you the ropes. I remember, like, when I started playing as well with Benson, uh, with uh, with Dennis and them, just like, hey, yeah, this is how it works kind of thing. You know, it's uh, I think everyone loves to bring in a new player and uh, show them the ropes and teach them a new game. So, but for sure, stay safe. Uh, I think that's that's number one thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so have you guys... Um, so, I mean, I, for me, I haven't really been playing a whole lot... Um, recently as mentioned but since you guys have been playing a lot more um any interesting kind of new things that you have done uh in terms of the game um anything like you pulled off a cool play or um pulled off any interesting moves out of a deck or pulled a deck that had an interesting combo perhaps well recently um within our group the best things that we've been able to do was actually face off different sets against each other um, cause over the past while, well, or in the past, uh, when we, when things were still active, um, we stayed within any given set, right? Uh, sealed events, Archon events, they would all be surrounding a specific set. And with the introduction of set four during the pandemic, well, we figured, Hey, what if, what if we competed intra, uh, set decks, right? Um, so DC trays has a series of, wait, no, uh, now, Joe Dobby has a series of videos with uh, DC Trays and I playing, um, and we represented different uh, sets within those games just to see how the interactions will work. Um, back in Coda, when there was no such thing as warding and, and all those other uh, uh, parts of the game now, uh, how do they compare? How do they stack up against each other? And we tried to choose um, decks that had similar strength values, again, Basing it off an imperfect system like Dex of Keyforge, but still, it's one of the best uh, or that we have so far right now in terms of having something that's uh, uniformly measuring the overall strength profiles. Um, so yeah, like that, those uh, interactions were pretty interesting and uh, just getting a feel for how sets compete against each other, um, how their meta stack stack up against each other, that that kind of sort of thing. Um, but even to this day, in terms of like top plays or most memorable plays uh there's one i will never forget and luckily even though it's the same one in two different uh, situations one of them was actually recorded the other was in more of a private store situation yeah Dennis knows exactly exactly what i'm talking about but this this play will forever be in my dreams every time i think about the good days of keyforge uh not that there's any really bad days other than you know when you lose because who really likes losing uh but 
Wait, is it the library access turn? It's the library access turn. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to share it. Um, again, one of the best memories. Uh, so the first time it happened was actually in a small store. Uh, what happened was library access turn. I'm behind, right? Like, that deck isn't the strongest deck by any means, but it has this combo. So I go for a setup turn. It's within logos. I have three three cards that are logos, one of which is library access. So this is really like a Hail Mary kind of play. I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what I get. So I play, and one of them is Wall Wormhole. So you play library access, you draw a card for every subsequent card that you play. Did that, I played a logos card, draw a card. Nothing useful. I'm like, okay, well, the next card I'm playing is Wall Wormhole. Play it, get the amber, um, draw a card, and then play the top card, and then you would draw a card again. The top card that I ended up playing was Mimicry. One of the best cards in this in the game, period, I think, just because it gives you so many options, and especially if it's like later in the game, which in this situation it was. So Mimicry, and I was playing against a deck that had Dis, and one of the common cards was Arise. So the turn before, the guy had just wiped my board of all my Logos creatures. So hey, perfect. I'll Arise all my Logos creatures and continue my library access turn. <laughs> So I brought back like five plus cards out of my discard pile and continued playing my library access turn with their arise. So that one chain was totally worth it. Um, and after that, I had maybe 10 plus cards in my hand, all of which were untamed. And Dennis knows my deck. This deck has triple dust pixie, a full moon, nature's call with a Chota. Chota Hazri is a creature where when you play it, you lose an ember, and then you can forge a key at current cost. So all little, all that's left to say is I forced two keys in one turn and won the game. <laughs> but like, it's that combination. And the other one that was recorded had a similar vibe to it. Same kind of idea where the Logos was a setup, and then it led to a huge untamed turn that allowed me to get the win from behind. Um, that play was... When you're super stressed, thinking, you know, uh, you're so behind, you're being controlled by the opponent, you got no no way out, and then you're like, okay, I'm believing you, deck, you're the card of the cards, pardon the Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Um, and then, yeah, when, thing, when things align and stuff like that happens, it's like the most joyous moment playing this game. But there's plenty of times where you try for it, and then it, it blows up in your face, so that's happened. Um, oh, remember that time when I walled Wormhole into a key hammer? Against you, Dennis. <laughs> First turn. First turn. First turn. Yeah. It, was, it was a reversal game. Yeah. It was a reversal, was a reversal game. game. Um, well, that wasn't fun. I gave him a key on the first turn, <laughs> so that was great. Uh, but yeah, like things like that, uh, mechanisms like that, all, all super memorable, good or bad. Um, just take it as a lesson when it's bad, and when it's good, just enjoy it. But don't take it as um, take it as the um, not the norm, but the I'm lo I'm looking for a specific word here. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. So that that's the stories I have to share. Nice. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's like a first set deck that you were talking about. That is a first yeah. set deck. Yes. All right. So call call of the archons. Uh, call of set. the archons. Okay. On that note, I want to jump on it because I think it's a pretty good segue to start. Just want to say first of all, uh, that was one of the greatest library access turns I've ever seen. <laughs> I watched it a couple of times. Literally, when this, so this is this set 
this is a set meta or set how the set works. Um, what I'm about to discuss right now, because in Call of the Archons, when the house Untamed or Logos hits, it hits hard. So now that this is what I was talking about when there's this shift of things happening. So in Coda, Call of the Archons, if it hits, it hits really hard. And because why I say this is one of the greatest library access turns that uh, Benson has ever pulled off is because the opponent at the time was about to win the game. It was one keys to two, and Benson just got taken off. He was on check. He got taken off to like one or two Amber by like a Shadow's turn, and the opponent's about to win. Yep. That library access turn was sequenced well because it hit to the time where he can forge two keys at one turn and he was about to lose. So that was what I'm saying about one of the greatest library accidents I've ever seen. And when Coda hits, it hits hard. So on that note, one of my favorite sets is probably Coda, probably my top favorite set. And as far as the play I've been able to pull off is that I have a deck that has um, one copy of Mimicry, one copy of Witch DI, and one copy of Nepenthseed. <laughs> Oh, that's speed <laughs> so that, those four cards to me I can play a mimicry turn three different times in one turn and bring it back again on the next turn if my witch of the eye stays so point is I had speed sigil out I have an untamed turn and I have witch of the eye and mimicry in my hand while Nepenthseed is on the board so one of our practice games I said as ben Benson already mentioned, said Mimicry gives you a lot of options, and I mean a lot of options. So I have my Untamed Hand, I play down Mimicry, copy one card, I don't remember what it was. It's in the discard pile, I put down Witch of the Eye with Speed Sigil, I reap with it, bring Mimicry back, do something else again, and then I Mimicry once again on the discard pile, bring it back again with the Pen Seed, and do something else again. So it gives you that a lot of versatility with Call of the Archons. So just having that one card to me can give a deck a way to transcend every single set. Just because it can copy anything. So Well, granted, like, granted, granted it can copy any action card. Action card, sorry. It can copy any action card. So it gives you a lot of options. So my point is it's like what a deck, any deck can beat any decks in any set. That's the beauty of Keyforge as well. Like honestly, it could be you can find out any little things that can make you think that, oh, this is one way to win, this is one way to lose. That's the beauty of Keyforge. Any deck can beat any deck in any set. There's no, there's no, oh, this deck is unbeatable. It's still a lot of variance and still a lot of, not going to lie, mind games as well. But we'll get into that probably on a different topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a similar thing with, uh, but not Mimicry, but with uh, third set, the Worlds Collide. OB? <laughs> Man. Well, yeah, I mean, OB is a, OB is a, is a, is a deck that I have. Uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, I think one of the, the cool ways, I think, is uh, another deck I had. Um, it has Mimic Gel and a mm. Brent Fanatic. And then also with Spike Trap. Nice. <laughs> so, friend of fanatic, you know he, what he allows you to do is basically uh, we play it. You give an amber to the opponent, but when he die and he's skirmish, so you can't really you can't kill him on your own generally. And then uh, when he dies, though, you steal three, right? 
and then spike trap is this artifact that you can play and then uh, and then you can sacrifice it on a future turn and deal three damage to all flank creatures on the opponent and your own side and then mimic mimic gel um is a creature that just copies any creature on the board right it could be your opponents it could be your own um and being able to have a brand on your brand on one end play the logos turn and put mimic gel on the other end of your flank calling a brand like you give them the extra amber and then sacrificing the spike trap and you take everything back from them either take them off a key or you get yourself up uh you know with with enough amber to to call check it's that's pretty it's pretty fun and uh that deck it's uh it's uh it's it's fun it has a lot of things going on and with uh you know instead of copying action cards being able to copy creatures that mimic gel goes goes a long way it, it opens up a lot of possibilities as well yep that's a great combo <laughs> all great combos guys um okay so i guess i'm up um my if anyone knows how I play Keyforge, it's that I love house cheating and being able to use multiple houses in the same turn. So a really cool interaction that I had was actually with the latest set, Mass Mutation. So if you start with Mass Mutation, you will see two cards that are part of the Sins setup. One of them is um, Envy, which when it reaps, it captures all of your opponent's Ember. And the other one is Gluttony which has a play effect that you exalt Gluttony for each uh, Sin that's present. So you exalting means you add an Ember on it. Um, but when it reaps, it allows you to transfer all Ember from all of your creatures into your pool. So this interaction, I had both Gluttony and Envy out. Um, with Exchange Officer, uh, an Exchange Officer, when it's... Uh, Played, when it fights or when it reaps, you can use a Star Alliance card. Uh, so that was in Shadows. And I had a Chief Teleporter Tink. And that is a two-power elusive creature, if I'm not mistaken. And its effect is um, you may trade places, you may switch positions with another card in the battle line, you may use that creature. So <laughs> this deck has nine bonus capture Ember. Um, and I had a board set up, so basically I had a bunch of Ember on my board. I called Shadows, reaped with the Exchange Officer, allowing me to use my um, Chief Teleporter, and I switched places with the Gluttony um, and transferred all the Ember to my pool. And the turn before that, I managed to use Envy and capture 10 Ember. So oh I had goodness. about 12 Ember <laughs> transferred from my battle line to my pool, and my opponent was left with absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I love those interactions, and you will catch me all day with subject Kirby's, officer Kirby's, and use a friendly creature, all that stuff, all day, every day. So watch out. <laughs> Josh, are you talking about that turn you played against me? Because I remember seeing this deck, and I was not... I meant, man, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I should have got rid of some of those sins, man. Is that, yes. is that, is that so, one of the games we were talking about? 
So it actually, there were two games where I did that. One was with you, and the other one was with uh, DC Trays. So I managed to transfer at least eight Amber from both those games onto my pool. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, man, that's such a bad idea to not get rid of some of those pieces. <laughs> yeah, there, there are definitely. Yeah, I know. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, I remember, that, I remember that deck, man. That's, that's a, a sweet deck. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, with uh, thanks for sharing for all these uh, different uh, experiences and awesome things. And these are only just a few of the multiple experiences that we've all experienced um, in this uh, in, in this game. Um, we have so much more to share in terms of uh, different plays, different thoughts, uh, and you know, for sure, this is our first episode uh, for Team ESP uh, for Keys to the ESP and. You know, we're, it doesn't have. We don't have enough time to actually like go through everything, but um, as we go on with these um, with these episodes, we're hoping to share more of our thoughts and our experiences with the community, with our plays, with uh, the decks that we have, um, and we have some uh, different topics that we've lined up um, where we're going to explore different sets, uh, different houses, etc. And uh, you know, we, we're more than welcome and. Uh, invite everyone, all you listeners, to continue following us um, and to listen to us and to share your thoughts as well. Um, we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, a bit more ways for you guys to connect with us in the future. Um, but for sure, keep uh, posted. And, you know, when we come back on uh, in our next episode, we'll be able to share more about uh, this awesome game of Keyforge and our different experiences. Um, hey, you guys got anything else to say? Uh, you guys you know, before we sign off? Anyone? Uh, I'll <laughs> chime in. Okay, so if you're new to the game, do not hesitate to find the online resources. It's the best way to start playing, especially if you haven't introduced it to anyone else or if you have no one to kind of play with at the time. Get on the Tursible Online, you know, get on um, Decks of Keyforge, you can appreciate the art of the cards on Decks of Keyforge if that's what you're into, because I really enjoy looking at the art as well. So, um, yeah, man. And when things open up, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So, enjoy. All right. Anybody else got a couple last words? All right. If I could uh, give a tip, just if I could give one tip in this episode, the only thing I'm going to give is... Just play, honestly. Don't worry about the wins, losses, how a game works. If you play, the community is great. When we're able to play, don't hesitate to be like, oh, how does this card work? Does this card work this way? Don't don't hesitate to ask, because at least in my experience, there's a lot of people who didn't know how things work. They forget triggers, stuff like that. Just play. Everybody is going to be great. Everybody, of course, there's going to be those one odd person or like people that are like oh i'm not gonna let you take back a move etc etc all that little things that you have to worry about but honestly just play learn the cards learn how things work everybody's most of the time is friendly and that's one way to literally learn the game um you're gonna lose a lot not gonna lie i've lost a lot more than i've won but when you win it's that sweet feeling of let's say if you're in a local and your first what sealed tournament and you win it it's you will never forget that honestly and if you happen to move on to like more competitive gameplay it's like when you earn that win it's it's amazing 
Just 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 keep playing, enjoy the game. Don't worry about the losses. Just learn it and just play. Cool. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride and ex explore that crucible. If you want, you can also find the uh, storylines behind the whole Keyforge uh, universe. And I think there's um, an RPG mechanic game kind of thing coming out too, or if it's already out. And, and I'm not familiar, yeah, no, but yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, so things like that, if that's more to your, to your play style, then that might be something to explore as well. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, be kind. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, Dennis brought it up, you know, play the game. But I think uh, also just uh, being being kind to each other, um, you know, it goes a long way. And I think it's uh, just sharing the love of the game. I think that's a great thing. So until our next episode, um, I've been John, uh, a.k.a. Stormy Knight. Ben, a.k.a. Chaos Kono. <laughs> Dennis, a.k.a. DC Trace. Josh, also known as Joe Dobby. All right. And that's us. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, until we see you guys again, this is Keys to ESP. Uh, we'll see you soon. Happy Fortune, everybody. Cheers. Ha ha ha.